la 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 la. <laughs> Good evening, one and all. Welcome along to season two, episode ninety-five of the UK Dallas Cowboys podcast. Uh, we are doubling up and having a very Christmas special. So I'm joined by all, all of the nations tonight. So we have in Wales, we have Mike Poland. Hola. Down in Yorkshire, we have Jamie Smith. Yep. And up north <laughs> of the wall, we have the wonderful Mr. Paul Stewart. How are you all doing, gentlemen? Yeah. Um, That's, I'm just waiting uh, for Christmas at all. It's uh, it's nine o'clock, so that's beer o'clock. Whoop whoop. I'm just, oh, I'm, yes. just I'm just looking forward to get my Christmas dinner. To be honest with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I picked the turkey up yesterday, and obviously, when we ordered the turkey, we ordered the turkey on the premise that we were having both sides of the family over. But obviously, it's all changed, isn't it, because of Rona? So, like, we got a massive, like, stupidly big turkey. For like just a couple of us. <laughs> uh, Mike, have you got a parent like? Happy holidays, um, Off the Friends episode from um, Thanksgiving, you've got some jelly pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are my Everest. <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Uh, so, most importantly, guys, how is your turkey being done? I don't know. I'm not doing the fucking curtains, my mum. <laughs> You fucking joking? I'll probably, I'll probably set the house on fire. <laughs> or give everyone food poisoning. I, 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 could, I could burn, I could burn the turkey it? that you put in your sandies. Yeah, <laughs> I've said before that Jamie this burns me. baked beans. This, this, <laughs> guys, this is me in a fucking nutshell, right? I'll end up falling asleep, pissed out drunk, and forgot about yeah. it. Next thing, all I can smell is smoke and somebody battering the door in, and it's the fire department. <laughs> That's me. Been there, done that. That happened with me in a, 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 a saucepan yep. of super noodles at three o'clock in the morning. Oh. Try, try that with a pizza that turned into, like, remember Teenage Ninja Hero Tuttle's free, the one that go to Japan? Like, yeah. And where, and where Michelangelo burns the pizza and turns it into a frisbee? That was me. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was did it. I come, up, come home from a sesh and at half past four in the morning, decided I'll make me dinner for work, put pasta on and fell asleep. Jesus. <laughs> Very swiftly moving along from the UK Dallas Cowboys cooking show. Uh, we're on a strict schedule tonight, so uh, Mike has to get off by 10 o'clock. So, obviously, from the weekend, Cowboys won 41 to 33. We're now. Yes! <laughs> Volume warning, everyone. Joint second in the NFC East. Uh, we still we need to win out. Sorry, and we, we need will. to win out to, to get to the playoffs. Yeah, and, and we need Washington to lose. Team to lose. Yeah. So yes. that is the state of affairs. So getting into the weekend, and uh, folks, as we always say, make sure get your comments in. Paul is moderating our comments tonight, so get your comments in. Interact with us. Um, we do have Orja Ochoa who is joining us uh, shortly. He's just running a little bit behind. Um, so get your comments in for Orja. And uh, Paul, if you want to give the shout out to Barry and the team from Cowboys yep, Experience. Sure. Yep, sure thing. So, guys, obviously 20, 2020 is obviously a big write off for everybody. But for next year, if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game, be sure to go over Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet and greet tailgate game day experience. 
meeting former players, former and current Cowboys players, and also former Dallas cheerleaders alumni. Honestly, me and Jamie cannot say any more because honestly, we've been treated like royalty by Barry and the team at Cowboys Experience. But if you are planning going, be sure to use the code UK Cowboys and you'd receive your free gift. So, yeah, hmm. be sure to visit UK Cowboys. Or sorry, no, UK Cowboys, Cowboys Experience. The discount code <laughs> is UK Cowboys. I'm just going to say, just about to say, the code is always up there in the top, uh, top left. And in the words of our other, our, our other Welsh uh, member, don't be a clown, get free stuff. Get free yes. shit, man. It's red, man, boy. Yeah. But get, getting into the weekend, what are our feelings after the weekend? Very happy. Yeah, I'm happy. I mean, there was moments in the game that I thought we were actually be acting like a, a team for once. Um, um. Kind of, but it's that obviously, obviously ecstatic because because we won. But it's it just saying it's that kind of feeling of this team isn't good enough to to win the Super Bowl. So it's like, yeah, we, we, yeah, yeah. Strange, to be fair, stranger things have happened. Yeah, oh, like, like the strangest thing ever is the fact that the Eagles have won a Super Bowl. That's the strangest fact. With a backup quarterback, with a backup quarterback. So so crazy things have happened. Who knows? And, and if you think it's, yeah. You can say it's frustrating as well because all of a sudden the defense has started playing. Where, where, where were they for the first 10, 11, 12 weeks of the season? Mm. Oh, don't get me wrong, Jamie. There has been games in the early, like the early part of the season where, for, like, we had like a Neville Gallimore having his coming out party game, and we had like Anton Woods like stepping up against Pittsburgh like as a defensive effort. We played, we played decent, but mm. overall. We still got so many major holes that the players are just not trusting the system, etc., etc. But it seems to be now we're just sticking to pure basics again, and we're seeing the difference. What's happening? <laughs> James, that one comes. Yep, is that one. Your, I think that's one of your friends there. Mate, mate. Yeah, that's one of the boys. One of my drinking buddies. <laughs> Very good. So, jumping jumping headlong into things, and I know this was a lot of people were very happy about this. I still have mixed feelings about it from the weekend, but I'll I'll, I'll get your guys' thoughts. Tony Pollard, twelve attempts, six sixty nine yards on the ground, two touchdowns, uh, six catches. I think he had about forty three yards, no touchdowns. Discuss sixty three sixty three yards in the air. That that, air, that, yeah. that 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 was a see for Tony Pollard as an overall performance, brilliant. I thought, yeah. like all, like obviously, like what would have really matched up if you had like more like more yardage and stuff like that as well, just to kind of really boost up. But when you watch the film, he was fantastic. He was fantastic. Like he came in, he did his job, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. And and I'm going to say this: the credit is given to the O line in that game as well. They deserve, a bit, they deserve a lot of credit for that game. Uh, and we know how critical we've been given our O-line, despite this third-string quarterback, third-string O-lineman stepping in, players that shouldn't be on the team, well, not necessarily be on the team, but they were undrafted, they were expected to be practice squad players, etc. But 
for Paula to come out like that, pff, man, he, he was fantastic. I, I mean, what you're saying, though, in terms of the O-line, though, I would say Terrence Steele had a pretty bad game. Like the sack he gave up on um, Armstead. Yeah, yeah. But, that was but I, I, I'm just talking about from our overall... In generalities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, if, you, if you were to single out, then yeah, Terrence Steele like, for giving up the sack, definitely. Yeah. Did, he, I, I loved the pick originally when, when he was he was taken. and he, he's oh, just We all did. We all did. I and I know Zeke wasn't playing, but he's the perfect complement to Zeke. Zeke's that big bruising running back that's got speed and Tony Pollard's just a sneaky little fucker. He's like, a touchdown. He's a was breaking down. Yeah. He stepped it outside and bang, he went, what, 60 yards he went for, for a score? 40 or 60. 40. That's what you want, you know what I mean? Like you say, that the, the yeah. line did it. And, and create some gaps, but yeah, bang, bounce on the outside, never give up on the play, and then just was just hundred percent confidence in confident in his own ability to get it in the end zone. I mean, yeah. the ironic thing though is the thing that Pollard is probably best for this year wasn't particularly that game. What he's done for the team this year is in his kick returning. Like the special mm-hmm. teams from last year has gone from rock bottom to like one of the best in the league. Like his kick returning and even CD Lambs, you know, because he mm. had a touchdown in this game. But Pollard, yeah. you know, more specifically since we're on him and on that subject, it's his kick returning that for me is the best thing yeah. he can provide to the team. Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one back to you. I got in a little bit of trouble with with, with some members of the uh, UK Dallas Cowboys fraternity after over the weekend. <laughs> yeah. I saw a lot of Never. <laughs> I saw a lot of tweets coming in. Zeke who? This is what we've been waiting for. Tell me why Tony Pollard is not an every down back or will not be a feature back in the NFL. Uh, right. Well, I mean, there's two reasons. One, he literally is not designed body type wise for the bell cow. Um, mm-hmm. And the big one is the main reason why Zeke got drafted. He got drafted all those years ago, was to help keep Tony Romo upright. Because while he was in Ohio, he was like by far the best pass blocker coming out of college. It was like his main thing. I I don't remember the exact start. I remember doing at the time when he got drafted that like, I think there was something like in his entire college career, he allowed zero sacks and something like, um, I think it was three quarterback pressures and it's something like that is that ridiculous and that's why they got him tony pollard i mean not only can he not do it he won't do it he always won't be designed for it he's definitely a fuck down running back a fuck down like like, it's it's just what you kind of it's like what you're kind of saying there mate like it's with zeke i think the best comparison you can really say like players that are that played in the nfl like, I'm going to be an example. Jerome, Jer- Jerome Bettis is a prime example. Yeah. He was a powerhouse yeah, yeah. running back. He was yeah. there from first down, second down. Like It was impossible to take off the field. He was the battering ram for any team he played for, whether it was the Steelers or whoever. I can't remember the other team he played for, but but it's the same with Zeke. You bring Zeke in to be the battering ram, like trying yeah. like, to break down that defense, then you hit hit them with Tony Pollard, like mm-hmm. depending on the situation of the play. So that's people what needs to understand. Yeah, and you've got to know, he... with, with Zeke, 
it's more of a conditioning as well that this is a guy that in the fourth quarter is exactly the same in terms of tempo, aggression. Um, like the guy, the dirty yards is what makes Zeke special. And yeah. he will do that from the first quarter all the way to the fourth. And there's not many running backs that can do that. And Tony Pollard is not that guy. Like if it, you, 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 you need to remember as well, it, it wasn't. This is still relatively new to him because he wasn't even yeah. the feature back in college. So there you go. Being, being, like you said, being that yeah. bell cow is just not in his nature. Like yeah. Paul said, bringing him in on third down. I mean, defense is a bit tired. You need a bit of a change of pace. That's what you use him for. That's what he was essentially brought in for. And then you say the, the kick returning stuff. But yeah, the so, kick return, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's not going to get another seat as much as we all love Tony Pollard. He's he's, yeah. he's, he's got a sole he, purpose. Yeah, and, he is your typical change of pace back. That is exactly yeah, what yeah. he is, and it's it's a, a design on the um, on the roster as well that we had all the way back to Demarco Murray. You had Demarco Murray, the bell cow, the third down change of pace running back. Then was Lance Dunbar. It's the right. exact same situation, it's the exact situation. same setup. Yeah, yeah, same thing. The same. The only thing I would say, which has confused me this year, is why the coaching staff haven't used Pollard as much as they did since now. You know, um, yeah. there's been many times when I'm sitting and I'm thinking, why are you putting Zeke in on this? But this is not his design. This is a time where mm-hmm. you bring Tony in, ideal yeah. time, and they haven't done it. And that I can't answer. I don't know why they haven't done that. I mean, coaching issues have been one of them things this year um, and even yeah. in this game in the 49ers game there were a lot of, of calls and question marks with the coaching just yeah. to give you guys just to give you guys a wee heads up here I've had to delete a couple of comments because we actually had a couple of rival fa- uh, rival fans commenting <laughs> like giving us abuse so far so we appreciate you coming on but shouldn't you be focused on your, your team rather than us Paul, I'm going to throw this one to you. What are we? The Dallas Cowboys. We are the world's team. Get there that fact in your ma- get that fact in your head. Giants fans, you can go su- suck it off. <laughs> <laughs> we, as we say, we are the world's team. Often better, but never equals. Everyone hates us, <laughs> and we love it. But, Paul, I am going to throw this across to you, our our resident defensive expert. (laughs) What happened at the weekend? (laughs) (laughs) And just just before we do, RJ Ochoa, welcome to the programme. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, guys. Uh, Apologies for showing up. Uh, I've been watching the Turbo Cup and Manchester United disappointing me as they usually do. No, 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 no. Uh, RJ, before we go any further, uh, would you like to discuss the weekend's game and the 6-2 result? I'm, uh, all I'm going to do is I'm, I'm just going to mute you and RJ because I, I can't deal with this, the shit I'm going to have to do with it. RJ now realises that, yeah. This Muppet here is a Leeds fan. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to watch the Leeds documentary that was on Amazon Prime. Um, so I really want to check that out. Uh, but yeah, it was really nice to see. Um, it was a great weekend. It, it hasn't been all too often that United and the Cowboys have, have won. 
Um, and so I, uh, I'm definitely riding high. Uh, my Aggies were left out of the college football playoff. The only place I didn't win last week. But other than that, everything is well, and it's good to be with you guys. I hope you're all having a Merry Christmas and I'm excited for the holiday and excited for week 16. Very, very much so, RJ. And same, same to you. Hope you, Cami Bear, and Mama and Papa Ocho are all set for a great holiday season. Yeah. Um, we are we we're made uh, post game show at this stage, and we have um, we've we've talked about the offense. Is there anything you'd like to uh, to discuss on that before we move on to the defensive side of the ball? I just I think this has been such an interesting week. Um, with the factor and the Tony Pollard factor. Um, I, I think that we are, I think this might be an important week to look back on, I guess. And I don't want to sound too existential, but um, it will be very interesting to see how the Cowboys handle things with, with Ezekiel Elliott now, now that they've seen Tony Pollard with a full game's work, um, whether their previous notions or dispositions have changed. Um, I don't know that they have. I don't. I don't know that any of us think that they they have just because they are so Zeke centered. Um, but but I think that that's that's a factor. And I think I think it was. I don't know. I also have maybe maybe it's the holiday spirit, but I do feel like you know overall offensively they're they're stable. I mean you know which which is an improvement. And I mean they've won three of their last five games, and you know they've they've looked like an offense that can you know that that at least is worthy of being in the NFL. And that that felt impossible. A month ago and so that's nice to see it yeah it's very true just before you jumped on we were just about to to turn it over to the defensive side of the ball and paul you're our defensive expert uh you know for a team on sunday who had 15 first downs uh against 28 300 yards of offense against 450 how did we win that game I'll be perfectly honest with you. The game was a bit of much of a blur. I'll be honest. <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Um, it was actually kind of nice to see uh, D. Law actually come out and actually like our most critics come out uh, saying D. Law. Like I know Graham's watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was giggling. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to try and keep it short and sweet. I just, it was just actually nice to see uh, certain players that we've been criticising all season long actually make the step up. Yeah, so, well, yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned D'Lo. I mean, he's on four forced fumbles for the year, which is a career high for him. Um, it's just so weird. Like, there's been games where we've just been absolutely, absolutely, I don't know, man. <sighs> It's been games where it's just been so infuriating where we've just not been able to do anything to stop the run and stuff like that. Like, oh, it's been the moments, yeah, and it, there was moments in the game that we should have done a lot better, especially in the inside run. Mm. But other than that, it, it, it seems to be the same, same story, but we are getting better week by week. Just ever so slightly. Yeah. I think we touched yeah. on it a little bit last week and it, it was nice to see again and I said, we touched on it a little bit earlier before RJ came on, and I, I said, but if it's like then all of a sudden starting to get comfortable in the in the system that they're in, that the offense seems a little bit more balanced in terms of the run and and the passing game. I'm saying the defense is is 
starting to get turnovers and starting to get a lot of penetration at, at the line. They're saying it's just it's just a shame that it's probably it's come. I won't say too late in the season because we we've still got a chance of making the playoffs, but it, it's scary to think that if let's say the last two weeks, if we'd have been playing like this from the start of the season, where we would actually be right now. Mm-hmm. RJ, throwing it across to you there. What happened on Sunday? Um, I, I, if I'm being honest, I think, you know, I, I tweeted out on, um, on Sunday night after the Giants lost that the Cowboys were the only team in the NFC East to win last week. And, um, and it was a lot of fun. It was funny. Um, and I had some Eagles fans find it and, and they rightly, <laughs> um, you know, the Eagles played the Cardinals and the Giants played the Browns and Washington played the Seahawks and Seattle, Cleveland, and Arizona are all teams that destroyed the Cowboys, right? That was a really painful day. And yeah. so I, I don't want to take away from Sunday's performance and Sunday's win for the Cowboys, but I think things are just normalizing for them. I, I think, you know, they've, they've gotten their chance to play Cincinnati, to play San Francisco. As, as Graham points out in the comments here, turnover points equals wins. Who knew? Um, I saw Bob Stern wrote about this in The Athletic. You know, for like the first half of the season, the Cowboys had something like two drives that began on the plus side of the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. Lately, lately, those have come not necessarily in bunches, but they've come at a higher frequency. And so, you know, not that I don't think any of us thinks that they can turn all of those, you know, possessions into touchdowns, but if they can pile up nine points a game off of turnovers or fumbles or whatever just by way of field goals, like, that's a difference. I mean, and so yeah. I, I think that that's what's happening. I think – um, I think they're playing bad teams, and, and I think that includes Philly this week. I think that they are more opportunistic, and I think that they're just settling in. Um, I think, you know, I think it's worth mentioning to be positive. They've won three of their last five games, um, and the two losses were Washington on Thanksgiving after the tragic loss of Coach Marcus Paul on, on a short week that really just kind of disrupted everything, and Baltimore. I mean, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, I think this is just who they are, but who they are is capable of beating teams that are worse than them, and they're just now finally starting to come around and playing those teams. Mm. Archie, I've got, a, I've got a tweet in from Graham here again. He's got a question as, Mike Nolan saving his job, or is it too late? That's a terrifying mm. question, honestly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> I, I think that, like, I think, it, I think both things can be true, that A, Mike Nolan deserves credit however much you want to sign but he deserves credit for buckling down and winning in the nfl which is not easy um with the whole world thinking he's a joke and, and especially last week you know his, his his cowboys defense handled the Bengals that we saw have success against one of the better defenses in the nfl in pittsburgh on monday night um and and he did that on the day that it was reported on the sunday morning shows that he was going to be out of a job in the offseason um, so yeah. I, I think, you know, he deserves kudos. I mean, if, if we're grading on a curve here, I, I mean, you know, maybe it's bumped up a little bit, but I think too much damage has been done um, to, to save his job entirely next season. Um, and so I, I think there will undoubtedly be a new defensive coordinator. And I think that who it is will say a lot about what the Cowboys want to do uh, with their defense and with their personnel. My, my new yeah. worry is is that there will be an offensive coordinator that's new in town with, with the Boise State yeah. job opening up. And oh, yeah. Like I read that. that. Yeah. Yeah. I read that earlier, yeah. 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 So I'll, I'll, I'll throw a question here, RJ. If there is going to be a new offensive coordinator, does that then mean Mike Nolan might, have a, might be safer in his job? 
That's an interesting angle um, in that one of the things we all, I think, pumped up about this staff was like how many leaders are on it, right? Like how many former head coaches. Um, and so if you have to have a new offensive coordinator, obviously the, the more continuity you're going to have, the better. I just, I think that that's, that's difficult. It, it, would, it would be very, very difficult for the Cowboys brass to sell keeping Mike Nolan. Even at, like, I mean, it wasn't long ago that they kept Scott Linehan and we all freaked out. You know what I mean? And so that's uh, true. They've already kind of burned that get out of jail free card in terms of keeping a coordinator that nobody likes. I think yeah. the answer to that uh, in terms of moves, um, one of our writers at BTB, David Howman, suggested this. I think, and this, I mean, this depends on how much you believe in Mike McCarthy, but I think it's possible if Kellen leaves for whatever reason, maybe Mike McCarthy just makes Joe Philbin his offensive coordinator, who was his offensive coordinator in Green Bay. Granted, in, 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 a, in 2011, when they were very good before he got the job in Miami. Um, so he makes yeah. Joe Philbin offensive coordinator and calls plays himself. Like that's that's a possibility, mm -hmm. like one possible way this goes. Yeah. And if, if you still believe in Mike McCarthy, then cool, awesome, celebrate. But if you don't, then that's really terrifying to consider. <laughs> just to kind Why? of just – sorry, Brad, just to kind of – on, Jimmy. Just, just playing devil's advocate a little bit. Just we, we obviously know Mike McCarthy's coming back next year. But yeah. with how it's – gone so far do you think he'll be on a shorter leash next year and if if things go as we say a bit Pete I mean we, we could see a change mid-season next year I don't, I don't think so um, hmm. because because I think I, I think to properly evaluate him you've got to give him a full season of Dak Prescott I mean that's just you know it's it's so difficult to sustain success without a franchise quarterback and he didn't have that and uh, by all measures he should uh, in 2021 and so I, I think at the very least he's safe through next season I also think yeah. I mean you know he, he has been dealt an inordinate amount of challenges just like everybody has but I mean obviously the pandemic um, I mean, losing all the players. I mean, that gets all the focus. But, I mean, you know, he's lost how many offensive linemen? He's lost Leighton Vanderish at times, Cheeto at times. Obviously, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the loss of, of Coach Marcus Paul. He was obviously coach, uh, close with Kevin Green, who passed away this week, tragically. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there's just a lot going on in Mike McCarthy's life. And I think, you know, it would serve him well to be able to kind of catch a breath. I, I think that that's true for a lot of people. And I think I think we saw that in a very small way after the bye, when the Cowboys went out and, and really handled the Minnesota Vikings. That was their opportunity to kind of just breathe uh -huh. and think and, and de-stress and, and kind of get everything that they needed together, and they played well. And so I think that that could go a long way. Um, but I, I, would, I would be stunned if he was fired midseason next year. I do think – Whenever, uh, hopefully, our world returns to normal, um, it will be very interesting to see how McCarthy handles Jerry Jones talking immediately after games because that's that's been a different factor this year. He hasn't had to put up with Jerry's – you know, Jerry speaks a lot, obviously, but um, but it, it hasn't been at the same frequency that it normally is. And that's, that's part of the job that Jason Garrett handled rather well, and so it will be interesting to see how Mike McCarthy does when that becomes a normal factor. Yeah, I've uh, got another question in from Graham. Uh, <laughs> so has anyone earned a new deal a New deal amongst our corners, our cornerbacks? Mm. Well, the two contenders are Cheeto and Jordan Lewis, right? And yeah. if if you told me the Cowboys brought either one of them back, I'd probably be pretty pleased. Um, just, just because I think that Cheeto has, 
Pochita played really well, probably had his best game last week against the 49ers. I think Jordan's been more consistent. There's a lot of people that talk online that want to see Jordan play safety. Um, so maybe that's not, you know, bringing him back mm. as, a, as a corner if that happens. Um, I, but see that. I would be fine either way because you, you're going to need bodies. Uh, you know, right now yeah. your, your plans yeah. in 2021 are, are Trayvon Diggs and what, Anthony Brown. I mean, so yeah. you, you need dudes. Yeah. And so I, and I think that we might see a lot of one-year deals around the NFL in general. Just with, just for, uh, yeah, I was the, just the, the wonky was, year and, and get your one-year deal, your prove-it deal, get an opportunity to really kind of capitalize and move forward to, towards 2022. That's a great, great point you kind of made there, Chris. When you think about it, we've got what, is it, like 29 players are going to be free agents next year, what, end of the season? 29. Reduce cap. Yeah. So, and and I think quite uh, a lot of them are on the defensive side, isn't it, Brian? Yeah, it is. It is. But I was, I've, I've, I've been. Mike has been waiting patiently for this question. I, I know right. he has. Like, <laughs> I can tell from the look on his face. Mike, I've been drinking RJ my beer, as, mate. RJ, as a Texas Aggies man yourself, um, you, <laughs> don't want to tell I'll this question next. Donovan <laughs> Wilson, shining oh, light of the defense this season. Another yeah. great game at the weekend, and you could tell the difference in our safety play. Yeah, yeah. Great, he got his first his first career interception, you know, and that's yeah. where it, that, that's where it all begins. As soon as you get the first night, the way they come in bunches, as they say. Um, but you know, it's his forced fumbles. I do feel though the penalty he gave, um, whatever you want to call it, you know, targeting as they call it in college, but mm. you know, the um, roughing the player, whatever, you know, I think that was a bit of a bad call. I, I hate them, mm. but I do understand the reason why. And it's always a bad call when it's on you. When it's the other way around, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 of course. That's the only yeah. thing I'll say. Um, but I do think Donovan Wilson, he is, and, and I mean, he's part of the turnover team, if you like, that, that's making yeah. this. I mean, eighth consecutive game now with two uh, turnovers or more on defense. He's part yeah. of that, that equation, you know. You know? With the um, apart from that um, hail mary towards the end, could you could you say yeah. this was probably the, the the defense's best game of the year? If you don't count Cincinnati, right? Like if if you count, yeah. you know, if because that that's a that's a particular outlier, and like you know, you get yeah, the fumbles, yeah. you get the fumbles early on that like that changes the whole game. So like you know, coast to coast, like beginning to end, yeah, I think that's that's a contender certainly, and Nick Mullen mm-hmm. certainly helped. Um, my only thing, and, and it, it sucks that like, it has to be an Aggie that like this point comes out with, but like Donovan Wilson's awesome. And, and it's, it's super cool that he wears number 37. That's such a badass number for a safety. Um, But, but like we, we've seen this movie before. Like this was Mm. like in 2017, Xavier Woods had that, that awesome interception in Atlanta where he like stretched out and everything. And like yep. we were all we were all sitting here saying like this is the guy this sixth round pick this you know whatever he's awesome let's you know he's the future whatever and now like everybody hates him and so yeah. like <laughs> I, my, like Donovan Wilson's awesome and maybe he will be a fine safety one day but the odds overwhelmingly suggest that he won't be and so my concern would be that just like they did with Xavier Woods and just like they've done with a billion people before him the Cowboys say 
we're good. We don't need Juan Thornhill. We've got Xavier Woods. No, no, no. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. need the Juan Thornhills of the world. world. Donovan Wilson's awesome, and I will totally go to bat for him every day, but don't <laughs> poo-poo a better option just because yeah. you think you've got the guy. Yeah, and I mean the the, so, the biggest issue, which was the same with him in Texas A&M, is that he can be overly aggressive. And in the NFL, you be overly aggressive unless you're like you've got the athleticism, which he's borderline with. It can sting you quick. Yeah, I've grown up. Guys, I've got a ton of questions coming in right now, so uh, yeah. I'll bring Tim Tim's back up. What do you think the yeah. odds are that Jerry will meet? Good on his threat to fire him himself. <laughs> um, <laughs> a guy who owns the richest team in the world is not going to fire himself. Not a chance. But right. on, if you want to pull up Graham's question, I think that's a great question. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll go. I'll, yep, sure. I'll go with Graham's first. Uh, Sean Lee, the linebacker coach for RDC next year. Ooh. Sounds like it. So, first of all, the odds are better. Of, the Ronaldo back to United rumors are better than Jerry firing himself. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. more um, but so I, I will be honest with you guys, like I always am. I normally hate the former player should be the position he played coach for the Cowboys trope. Yeah. That, like pe- yeah. people, people do that every year. Like, Oh, the Cowboys just make Tony Romo, the offensive coordinator and DeMarcus Ware, the linebackers coach. And uh, you know, Darren Woodson, the secondary coach, and it'll be awesome. And like th- those things sound cool, but they would not be anywhere near as cool. Yeah. Um, Sean Lee is the lone exception to that. Um, yes. like, if if there's a, a dude that can go straight from playing, I, I guess Colin Moore already did it technically, but um, to, to being an elite player to an elite coach, I think he, I don't think he could be a defensive coordinator right away. But if anybody's on the path, uh, it's certainly Sean Lee. I mean, he's the closest yeah. thing. I'm I'm, I'm wearing a, a San Antonio Spurs shirt right now. He's the closest thing <laughs> in, that the Cowboys have to Tim Duncan. That that is kind of that coach on the field already. Uh, but yeah. his body, his body just can't support him anymore, and so I, I think that yeah. that is highly possible. I know he was very, very, very close with Matt Eberflus uh, when he was the yeah. linebackers coach, so he kind of knows that lifestyle. And mm-hmm. so um, I would be a big fan of that. I t- completely agree, and it's funny that you kind of mentioned that. Like we've seen it before when when he was out for the season, how he was teaching Fandresh and teaching Jalen Smith, like going over the mic at the surface tablet during plays and even during the. All or nothing TV. I've mentioned right. this in previous shows. Like the amount of effort and time and preparation he does for every single game is just unlimited. Like he just puts so much preparation in there. Even though he might be not playing on the game, he still helps his teammates. And that is a sign of it. Like that guy can easily transition into a coach that way. It's just spending yeah. that amount of time and, and you know, in the video. It, it reminds me a little bit, and I just mentioned he's there. A little bit like like how you see Tony Romo in the booth now, and that's what Sean Lee's like. He sees the play before it happens, and like you say, he, he knows he knows his franchise inside out. He's yeah. He's just like I say, he's just one of them one of them people that you say if it, if he's taken out of plays and you know, he, he doesn't get a lot of game time, he doesn't throw his dummy out of his department. say right, this is what you need to do. Is he, is the ultimate kind of. It's the ultimate teammate, like I say, it, it, it's that, and it, uh, say it's side before self, and, and it's, you know what I mean? You've got to mm. 
for persons like Ralph Heiser, you want to play every down, but you're not going to play every down, especially where he's in his career. Um, and he, but he, he wants to, you can see, he wants to leave that position in a better position than he came yeah. into. So, and that's what yeah. he, he, I, I would have no problem with him coming back, like I just said, not as a, maybe not as a coordinator, give him a, a couple Play of years. Yeah. yeah. Or, or an assistant or an assistant just to break break the ice. Yeah. Yeah. But we've we've run way over and we still haven't touched on half the things, but I mean Mike has Mike, take us away on the pre game show, will you? How about against that um <laughs> I dare not even mention their name. Fuck yeah, the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, we only we, we like to do things like that with our guests just to give them a smile because they're just like totally not used to you <laughs> just like going off on one i'm such a troll <laughs> but let's get into the, the first of all guys the injury and the updates um because we got quite a few but as mm. i did last week there's some bad news and good news to go with each um so first of all we'll go through the uh injury news and updates first of all leighton van der Esch is ruled as out with his ankle injury, it was touch and go, but apparently from today, they have ruled him out. Obviously, come Sunday, whether that changes, I can't see it, though. Um, Michael Gallup is questionable with his hip, but he has practiced, so that's good news. Um, Xavier Woods is questionable with a rib injury that he, he got. Zeke, questionable with his calf, but it has come out today he's practiced and that he's pretty much he's going to play this weekend. Um so that's good news. Rashad Robinson's questionable with his knee. And Antoine Woods, which is a big one, he's questionable with his oh. ankle. And it doesn't look like he's going to play. Um, I mean, yeah. um, RJ, you probably know because you're, uh, you're, you're closer to it all than we are. I mean, we've got we to gotta wait for the news to travel the Atlantic. Um, <laughs> you might be there a bit earlier than us. Does it look like Antoine Woods is playing? Or does that look like it's more than what, you know, the information we're getting here is that he's not going to play? Is that correct? Um, I I really you know. Well, not sure. It, I think it's a not sure situation. That's that's kind of been how Mike McCarthy has rolled um, yeah. this year. Um, it's it's been interesting to to watch how he handles these things. Um, I I think you know he's um, he likes to keep his cards close to the vest, and um, it's a little little strange. I think uh, you know with how much information's out there, but he's an old school guy. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, he did mention uh, in his press conference today that the week would be different, that he um, that they had adjusted the schedule to allow everybody uh, enough time to spend Christmas with their families. And so uh -huh. um, he, t he talked about how Saturday was going to be a bigger day than normal. So I think that, you know, if, if things aren't right by Saturday, then it's time to freak out. But it's still still early lots of time. <laughs> yeah. And then the only other two news we've already touched on. Kellen Moore with the Boise State uh, talk, and also that with Washington losing and the Giants losing, because the Giants have to lose two games, but they play the Cowboys who have to win out. That means that the the playoff hopes and race is still in full flow. Although this weekend I, is probably for me the big defender because Washington yeah. play Panthers. That's the one. That was the one for me where I was like, mm. I, I, I'm I'm sorry, but I can't help but laugh about the situation at, at Washington. For what Dwayne hasn't done, that is just that's yeah. just mental. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you want about his comments, his comments, and all the rest. No, well, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about his actions. <laughs> well, they're not very good too. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I don't, I, 
to be fair, I don't blame him. To be fair, <laughs> I love. I, I I have to say, I love Kelsey's Kelsey's um tweet earlier in the day. RJ, you might have seen it as well. I hope she was worth it. <laughs> He, he had to give up half his wage back. <laughs> you know, um, I, the part I found most interesting, uh, or not most interesting, but um, th- it was reported uh, that uh, that Washington removed Dwayne Haskins' as captaincy. Uh, as yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, why was he a captain before? Like, it, like <laughs> that was what um, I was thinking. I just don't, like... I, it, that's really strange to me. Um, yeah. But, um, but yeah, I, that? I have you know, no clue how you how you power through that. <laughs> the, the weirdest thing about it all is, and not not saying that NFL players can't go to strip bars and stuff. Everyone's a human. Everyone likes to wind down in in whatever way outside of work. But did it? Did he just not think? It's the same with any sport. <laughs> Any sports star goes to a strip joint. Someone <laughs> is going to take a video or take a picture, and he's going to leak it. Yeah. It's just what the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, it is. It's just the wild ride, isn't it? You know. It's, I mean, and it's not just that. You've got you've got the Eagles now. Who you've got? Uh, yeah, who are going the other way? I, the franchise quarterback wants to yeah, leave yeah. now because he's, because he's been a bitch. It is true, but let's break in uh, for the next 10 minutes into the Cowboys offense. The first thing, uh, note that I put straight away is the Eagles uh, D-line. They are second in the NFL in sacks. And against this O-line that's playing two undrafted free agents. And obviously, Joe Looney, I think, is literally running out of time with the Dallas Cowboys the way he's playing. Is that something that nerves you? I'll ask you this one, RJ, um, specifically. Is that something that unnerves you with the way that things are going for them? I mean, yes and no, right? Like, I'm I'm certainly concerned about you know, the lack of talent they have there, but yeah, um, they, they do have a, a level of consistency going, right. Which mm-hmm. is been unheard of for them. And so, um, and, and, you know, whether Joe Philbin is promoted in any capacity next year remains to be seen, but I think he deserves credit. I mean, you know, the guys had a lot of changes to overcome along the offensive line this season. And not that it's always gone swimmingly or smoothly, but I think he's, he's made it work to a degree that, you know, I mean, the Cowboys have won two games in a row. They've been against really bad teams, but their offensive line has played rather well, um, and and they deserve credit for that. And so I I don't know that they will have the same success against Philadelphia. I think it will be a much taller task, but but I think that they're capable of of surviving, which is is kind of who this team is ultimately from top to bottom. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, what, what's funny is although they're getting these high amount of sacks, the crazy bit is is overall defensively their defense on giving up yards is right at the top. I mean, just in the last four games on their own, they've given up over 1,600 yards. Do you know that their their front seven as well has has always notoriously been really good as well? Historically, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. uh, Mike, it's kind of a follow-up question. Uh, It's just to bring back Austin's question from earlier before. Uh, Sure. 
Do you think the rest don't protect backup quarterbacks like they do with franchise ones? It's kind of somewhat related. Yeah, into the O-line. And I do get what you're saying. It is something I think is a narrative that fits for, for definite, depending on how high of a quarterback in notorism that you are, you know, does seem to be that you get more of those roughing the passer calls. Yeah, I doubt. think the, the NFL protects stars. I mean, and that happens it does. at non-quarterback yes. positions. It's, it's mostly quarterbacks, uh, but, but you know. And, and so there's just very few star quarterbacks in the NFL that are backups. I mean, Jalen Hurts <laughs> is one, uh, but, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, and uh, I mean, if we go back to talking of the running backs, and I get all of your decisions and we'll move on to the defense is Zeke obviously is looking to come back. But based on what we saw last week with Tony Pollard, do you think we're going to see some more combos? Uh, and certainly some more uh, running back spells. Uh, yeah, I'll go to you first, Paul, on it. Certainly some more running back spells with Tony Pollard after what we spoke about earlier. Or do you think it's going to go completely the opposite way based on the Eagles' sack rate? I think go on, Paul. Play. I think I think this could be one of those games where we're going to shock the world. I really do. It could happen. It could happen. I mean, I mean, Zeke's back this week, right? Yes, looking that way. Yeah. Right. So like you said, when you think about the stats, 1,600 yards in the past four games, that counts for something. Like, um, do you know if it's the difference between rushing yards or pa- is it passing yards? Just um... So rushing yards, they give up a lot. They're right down the bottom. Right. They give up 126 yards per game. Right, okay, so that to brand. me, right, so for me, I definitely think we're going to go for more of that one point, the one two punch combo, bring Zeke in again, mm-hmm. bring in Tony Pollard just to kill him off. Like, I think Pollard's going to get more of the, like, the he's going to put more points in the board, but we're going to use okay. it as the battering ram pretty much, I think. Do you agree so, with that narrative, RJ? Yeah, I mean, kind of. I, I, like, it is such a fascinating thing. Um, mm-hmm. There are so many people that think that Jerry has influence on the team and, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and this week will tell us a lot about that. Like if mm. if, if Ezekiel Elliott is is the main dude, if, if Tony Pollard's touches aren't, you know, that that high in volume, I think that that's you know, that that is that would seemingly be a, a directive from upstairs, right? Because Jerry Jones's vision of the Cowboys is Zeke Elliott getting the ball 30 times and, you know, doing the feed me and everything. And, um, <laughs> and, and, and so I think he wants to stick with that. I, I, I mean, I thought it was really interesting that, you know, that, that Steven Jones, you know, talking about, you know, Tony Pollard's success last week. And, and to be fair, he had a 40 yard run at the end, uh, yeah. but, but was, was kind of just, you know, not super impressed. It, it, it does feel like it doesn't line up with their priorities, I guess. Uh, maybe that maybe that's not the case. Maybe they truly are as happy as can be, but it's just hard to believe given how much they have invested in Zeke in a lot of ways. I, I mean, for me, the biggest thing with Zeke um, is just basically it's the threat that he poses, which is why this is a running back that has the highest percentage of stack boxes against him than any other running back in the league. And that, for me, is 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 the biggest part that changes between him and Pollard more than anything. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's something that you yeah. will agree with. But um, let's move on to the uh, defense then, guys. Um, first of all, Jalen Hurts, somewhat of an insurgence in the last few games. Uh, he is the Some first guy quarterback. Went to two trash schools. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, but he is the fourth quarterback in NFL history to have five touchdowns with zero interceptions in his first two starts. Um, so this is a guy right now who is on fire, or at least doing well. But the question I want to ask you guys, because I just I, I enjoy just rubbing salt into the wound, and uh, I'm going to go round the wheel on all of you on this. Is Carson Wentz, what is next for this guy? Is he staying with the Eagles? Can you see him moving on? Because, I mean, this is a guy in all four quarters where you, you literally go through all the emotions with one quarterback. I mean, he'll start off like the MVP and finish with a guy who, who doesn't deserve to be an undrafted free agent. But what do we all see for him next year? Eagles are screwed regardless. Salary cap. Yeah, true, true. Um, but personally... Um, the Patriots and wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, well, you probably, probably like I don't know, but either way, the Eagles are screwed in the salary cap if they trade them away or whatever. And that can you even afford to move them away? You know what I mean? Mm. Is it worth just like the better actually be cheaper keeping them on? <laughs> or do yeah, you look yeah. like a man who has an answer on this one? <laughs> He's like, I, I don't know. He, he's looking like he's sitting on the fence. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's moved oh. back. You, you always say, watch the body language. And he's moved back from the camera where he's trying to separate himself. There's two comments in there. One of them, and he's he doing, um, he doing a Netflix series with his wife, Megan, old Prince Harry. <laughs> um, but just, just to kind of touch on what Paul I'm sure I've seen a tweet somewhere saying, the, 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 it might, to be fair, it might have been Adam Schefter the weekend. Even though he, his, his contract is sky high, mm. the, 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 it can essentially be a tradable contract because I think if the, if the Eagles wait till a certain point in the off-season and they take a chunk of that on, so if, I think if, if they pay the roster bonus, then they only, they only, the other team are then only on the hook for so much, so it, I think it depends. If that's true, if I've read right, then it's it's definitely not going to be the, with the Eagles, is it? I just think, and I, I think more so just for the fact that if if you've got a franchise leader, and I'm and I'm and I know people get bored about it sometimes, and I'm just going to go back to the point when when Tony came back from injury, when Dak was playing ways, Tony could have spat his dummy out and gone, you know what, this this was essentially my team, I want my job back, if not, I want to go. And he came out and said, look, Dak's earned his right to, to be the quarterback of his team, so we're going to ride with Dak and I'm going to get behind Dak. Now, if if Carson Wentz is, is a leader, then he should take that on the chin and say, look, yeah, Hurts deserves his chance. I'll do what I can for the team. So I, I think his future's away from, from Philadelphia. I just think it's it's how that contract plays out. I say, if I've read it right, then it's yeah. a credible contract at some point. But if not, he's going to be riding the pine for a while. I am dying to hear RJ's take on this. I really am. Yeah, go on, RJ. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's very difficult for the Eagles to trade him. Um, there's a number of places that would be interesting, certainly. I think Indianapolis is at the top of that list and the reunion with Frank Reich. Um, I think I think we all probably feel this way. Like there are there are players 
that I, I like to see leave the NFC East because I want to root for them. Like, I would love for Zach Ertz to leave the NFC East because I really like him and, and would like to root yeah. for him openly. Um, yeah. And I think Carson Wentz is one of those guys. And while, while Carson has been terrible and Carson is not one of the best 32 quarterbacks in the NFL right now, I think, I mean, it should be said that the Eagles really, really were unkind to him. And, um, you know, like n- nothing you can do about the Nick Foles situation three years ago, you know, that, that was what it was. Um, and even two years ago when, when Carson got hurt again and he led them back. But I, I, I mean, you know, I think that the drafting of Jalen Hurts was, was mean. Like there's no other word to use. Like it was, it was mean to do that to Carson Wentz after he had, you know, kind of exercised all those demons last year, led the Eagles, beat the Cowboys, won the division, and, and kind of had that all taken away from him in the playoffs against the Seahawks. And so, I, you know, is, is Carson Wentz somebody that needs to have a little bit of self-reflection? Totally. But, I mean, he didn't get there just because he's terrible. He got there because his team pushed him there. And so, you know, is it unfortunate that Carson is now being a bit petulant um, and is leaking things about how, you know, he doesn't want to be the backup? Yeah. And would, would it be cooler if he was a better person or a more upstanding teammate about that? Absolutely. But, I mean, you know, the Eagles are not blameless, and Carson's right in that. But now Carson – it sucks, I feel, for him because he's in a situation now where Jalen Hurts is playing well and everything the Eagles are doing looks right and proper and true. Um, and he's kind of been villainized in this story. And so um, I, I feel for him in that capacity. And so I, I would really like to see him get away from there. Um, yeah. And I, and I love Jalen Hurts, and, and I, I really think he's a fun player. But I just – I, w- I think it would be funniest overall to see Carson go anywhere else um, and just ball out and laugh at the Eagles for moving on from him and, and being responsible for the worst part of this group. Do, do you know what was strange about that pick? Was Lord, just that the, um, the, the Eagles had so many needs that they could have right. addressed with that pick yeah. to yeah, think yeah. – we, you, you've, you've paid this quarterback all this money, but to go out and get one in the second round, as high as they picked him as well, it just makes you think what's going on behind closed doors as well in, in that in that franchise. There is a, there is a lot of talk behind the mm. scenes. Sorry, I'll come back to you now, Bright. But there yeah. is a lot of talk behind the scenes about how Wentz has lost the locker room and that his teammates don't respect him. It keeps coming out, that narrative. Go on, Brian. Yeah. Do you know the funny thing I've seen uh, on Twitter and uh, from a few people today is if when Philadelphia are on the clock, if Justin Fields is still there, are they going to not pull the trigger on Justin Fields at quarterback? They very well could. They very well could. And, And what message does that then send out about the Philadelphia Eagles? That's I mean, actually, but then, it, but then again, just Justin Fields is like a top five pick. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It it is a. I mean, I don't know that Jalen Hurts' psyche would be as damaged by that, and and that sounds like a weakness of Carson. But um, yeah. but again, like the, Carson had to. You know, we all know the story. He had to go through something incredibly emotionally painful and uplifting. And how, how many people have probably told him you were just as a part of that 2017 team as everybody else was, that that ring is just as much yours as it is Nick Foles's. But we all can put ourselves in that situation and, and feel like we would feel differently. Car- and Carson Wentz, I'm, I'm not a big, like, um, you know, 
Fable guy, but he's Cyrano. That's that's who Carson Wentz is. He's Cyrano. He didn't get the girl. Yeah. Nick Foles got the girl, and that's what happened. Mm. And so, he, <laughs> like, I, I that's why, like, I think he finally broke through that last year after having been given that contract. And to Jamie's point, I mean, you you could have all like you could have just doubled down on the idea that he was your guy. I mean, the the Eagles made this bet. The the moment they drafted Jalen Hurts this conversation began and I mean that that would wear on anybody and so especially someone who had already been through it to a painful degree before in Carson Wentz and so I, I do feel very badly for him I would love to see him end up anywhere else and, and root him on um, and I would love for him to just be awesome I, I think Indianapolis is not going to happen I, I don't think that Philly's yeah. going to take that chance I think that one of Carson Wentz or Zach Ertz is a Chicago Bear next year that just feels obvious to me that feels like, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But let, let me get your score predictions then, guys. Um, I always let you have a bit of a think, give you some time. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you go first because I've already written mine. Um, based purely on the Eagles running, uh, the, the, uh, how many yards they allow on rushing and how bad things are for them in allowing yards uh, for the opposing offense. So I've gone for the Cowboys, 23-17. That's right. Go in there. Um, but everyone at home, send us your score predictions and we'll go around the horn. Brian, give me your score predictions. That was exactly the score I was going with, 23-17. Two I like it. I like it. All right. And Paul, what are you going with? Uh, I'm going 38 38- I like it. I like that a lot. Um, All right, Jake, we'll give you uh, that one, and then we'll give our special guest the final honour. But what are you going with, Jake? The the Eagles can kiss my hairy Yorkshire ass. They're getting nothing from us this weekend. Cowboys (laughs) by 17 this week. (laughs) <laughs> yes, <baby. laughs> oh, we got some bit we got some numbers coming in you can always tell when there's a rivalry team playing each other uh but rj bring some sense into the matter what do you think this the score is going to be uh well um you know manchester united did win last week six to two oh. That's six goals. That's six scores. Um, I think the Cowboys score six times, but but I think that a majority of those are field goals. I think it's it's like four field goals and two touchdowns, something like that. I think that that kind of feels right. I think twenty-six to seventeen. I think it's a wonky score. Um, yeah, and, and, and a game that feels closer than it really is all game long. So. But in 26, by the way, the inverse of six to two. So, um, yeah. you know, well, well done in that regard. Yeah. It's a yeah. good job. We love you, RJ, for bringing that Man United comment in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I just feel that the last Eagles win they had was just totally unconvic- unconvincing. So uh, that's what we're going with. Yeah. Now, uh, obviously, RJ, you're no stranger to the show. Uh, you're almost part of the furniture. At this rate, we're going to have to start sending you. Uh, some checks in the mail to coming on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but you know all about the fantasy section we do at the end. Very, very simple. I give you the score. Boy, oh, boy is for more. Oh, boy, which has less words on it, means that it's going to score less. Make sure you play at home, guys. Nice way to finish off the show. Bit of fun as well. So I'm going to give you the honor first, RJ. I'm going to give you... Okay. I'll, I'll ask you. 
because you get the honor. Usually I don't give this to anyone else, but you get this honor. <laughs> Do you want Andy Dalton or Jalen Hurts? I want Jalen Hurts because I think he, there, there's a lot of people starting Jalen Hurts, I think. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's predicted, rounded off score, 19 fantasy points by NFL.com. That's a boy, oh boy situation. Just, I, I think ru- rushing yards is, is going to, yeah. there's going to be a lot of rushing yards involved. I think 19 is, is a very, very, very safe floor for him, unfortunately. I mean, if, if, we've, if we get a moment of Jalen on Jalen action, that, that only ends one way and, and it will hurt a lot. So. <laughs> Jalen on Jalen action. Like <laughs> okay. So the next one is a little less easy then. I know as you took uh, that. So I'm going to get Andy Dalton. And for this, I'm going to give to, of course, a guy who's going to be really annoyed, Mr. Paul Stewart. <laughs> right. <laughs> every time. Every time. Hit me with that. <laughs> Go on, boy, oh boy, or oh boy, for Andy Dalton with 15 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, I'm going with that too. Especially when you start looking at what they're predicting the wide receivers to have, which never matches up. Yeah. All right. Um, let's go with the running backs. Okay, we're going to say Zeke is starting, Brian. 14 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. I've already uh, got we'll two touchdowns. Yeah, all right. Miles Sanders against the NFL's worst rushing defense, Jamie. 13 fantasy points. Boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's got to be in it. All right. Um, Okay. You spoke about the tight ends, but which tight end do you want, RJ? Do you want Schultz or do you want Goddard? I want Schultz. Very easy. Okay, Schultz. All right. Nine fantasy, nine fantasy points for a guy who has just completely blown it out the water this year. Hmm. Man, that's tough. Um, yeah. You can't see level. You can't see level. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Um, we have added that recently. He, um, that, that's extremely touchdown dependent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I hate to disappoint. I, I will say, oh boy. I just, I don't, I think, yeah, okay. I, I think this is more of, of an Amari Gallup CD game. I think Schultz yeah. maybe finishes with like six catches for 48 yards or something, but, but that's about mm. If he's like, yeah, like them sort of weird red zone chunks is right. really where you're looking at. Yeah. From, yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul, I'm going to give you Amari Cooper 14 fantasy points. Ooh. Boy, oh boy. Based on my score, based on my score prediction. Yeah. Well, look, look. He's got like forty-eight yards to break the thousand-yard barrier for the season. So he's getting uh, it. He's getting it. He's getting it. What yeah. way to do it against the bloody trash team that is the Eagles? So I'm happy. <laughs> Boom. And, That's and where Darius because Darius Slay is supposed to return for this game. They traded for yeah. him specifically to guard Amari Cooper, so that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would be like the final nail in the coffin. Yeah, oh. I like that. Okay, oh. CD Lamb. CD Lamb, who had uh, an uh, over 80 yards last game. Uh, he's due to score 13 fantasy points, Brian. No. No. Oh, boy. Okay. I think All this right. is going to be a Michael Gallup week. Yeah, like RJ said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw a game on the outside. All right. Um, I'm going to give you Dallas. Not the defense, but Goddard, Jamie. 11 fantasy points. 
What the hell is smoking? Just sit on the fence. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say level for that one. Actually. Level peg on that one. All right. Um, I'll go, boy. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. All right then. I'll give uh, RJ the Dallas defense rounded off to six fantasy points. Yeah, it's that's an old boy. If I've actually this this is a really sore spot for me in my league of record. Um, two weeks ago, I was in a in a must win game uh, to get into the playoffs, <laughs> and I lost mostly because I played the New Orleans Saints defense against Jalen Hurts. Um, that blew up in my face. So I will say, oh boy, uh, from personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. And then the last defender on the show, Mr. Paul Stewart, six fantasy points for the Philadelphia Eagles as well. Uh, <sighs> Paul, come on. You know you, you know you want to say, oh boy. Yeah. Come on. Do us proud. Give us a Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm the fuck down, boys. I'm sorry. I am going to have to say, boy, oh, boy. But just, only just, I'd say maybe if you said eight or nine points, then I would say level. I say. Yeah, yeah, I see where you're going there. (laughs) (laughs) But, guys, uh, that neatly wraps up this year's Christmas special for 2020. If you want to call 2020 special, mind, I'm not sure many people Mm -hmm. agree with that comment. (laughs) If they took it 2020, it would have been better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, RJ, mate. I know you. Every time we ask you, you're just like, "Yeah, I'm coming with bells on." Whenever we ask you, there's never a question. You're like the the easiest guy to say yes to us, and we always appreciate you coming on and giving us the time, yeah. uh, and even my annoying messages to you. You know, late at night, early in the morning, whatever, where I'm complaining about something. <laughs> no, um, I I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm I'm really glad that we've been friends for all these years. Um, I, I tell you this all the time. I, I mean, I really admire you guys and how much you love the Cowboys to, to kind of follow the way that you do. And, and I, I, I can't imagine what that would be like. I, I complain enough as is. And so um, I appreciate you having me on. I, I really thank you for the time. I hope you guys and your families have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope you all stay safe. Uh, looking yeah. forward to hopefully getting over there. Uh, Jamie, we can go check out. We can watch one of the, the EPL's better teams in Manchester United. <laughs> and everybody can have a good time. We'll have to get you to Ellen Road, and you'll you'll soon flip sides. And trust me, Archie, I need I need to get I need to get your support on a, a Scottish team, and it has to be Glasgow Celtic. I need to get your support them as well. You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm teams in Scotland. I'm available to to subscribe to a Scottish team. So, Paul, if, if you want to make that happen, you've got my support. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I hope you guys – and hopefully we have more than two games left uh, and can enjoy it and, <laughs> and, and get some draft talk after that. Uh, but but thank you guys so much. I always enjoy hanging out with you. No, no, no. We, we, we appreciate your time more than anything, mate. You know us a lot. Uh, anything that you give is always grateful. Um, but from uh, us as well over in the UK, hope you, the family, everybody stay safe. Have a great – uh, Christmas and New Year, and we will definitely be getting you on to talk draft um, when the season kicks off, which is very, very soon. I've got my draft board going, filling up quite nicely. 
probably completely wrong, mine. By the time I finished it, it'll be backwards to what everybody, all the experts are saying. But um, if I'm honest with you, I'm more right than the experts. Just nobody. Knows I believe it. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fan- um, Mike, our fantasy what? league begs to differ. <laughs> Fantasy's <laughs> fantasy. That's well, I'm, 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 I'm in the final where me and Mike and fellow UK uh, fellow uh, Cowboys and Cowboys, I'm in the final, so get it, yeah. mate. Mate, I picked too many too many pl- players from COVID teams. That's what messed me up. Uh, but anyway, everybody at home as well, and we see your comments coming in. Have a nice Christmas and a new year. We'll see you next week for New Year's. Uh, Brian's on Tuesday with a post game show. We're back on. On New Year's Eve, um, since nobody's going out, we thought, well, why not? Grab yourself a beer and a bottle of wine or a bottle of vodka. Um, RJ will have his beer helmet on uh, with Jack Daniels <laughs> in one side and Coke on the other. <laughs> oh, my God. From myself, from Brian, Paul, Jamie and RJ, have a nice Merry Christmas. Christmas. See you all in the New Year. Have a nice Christmas, everyone. Take Bye, care, guys. everyone. Have a great Christmas. <laughs>